0: Hey everyone, welcome back to the Club Coco Bell podcast. We're back now after the summer. We had a nice little break, drank some gin. Caught some sun when the weather allowed, and now we're rearing to go with our next lot of interviews, which will be coming to you bi-weekly, and I just can't wait to share all the awesome women that we've got coming on. We're still working our way through the interviews that we had last year, but we've got the amazing Molly Wright of Molly Moodle Media. Had to say that slowly just in case I got it wrong. But our first guest um, in the new series, as I said, is Molly Wright. Molly is if you met Molly, you definitely know she's a little human whirlwind of delight and enthusiasm and she's just literally so passionate about what she does and I was thrilled to have her on as a guest just to really um, get to know her and understand how she started her business and really just became awesome really. Um, So yeah, I really hope you enjoy the show. If you've got any questions, obviously, as always, let me know, give us a shout on Instagram or leave us a review. Any feedback you've got is always gratefully received. I love hearing what you've got to say about the show. So I really look forward to hearing from you in due course. And I really hope that you enjoy the interview with the lovely and wonderful Molly. Molly, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's so nice to have you here. Everyone who's watching, we've got Molly Wright of Molly Moodle Media here yes. today. Hello. Hello. I was so worried about saying that Molly Moodle Media. I've been practising it in the car. You know
1: what? I've full blown gone to a networking event and put my name down as Molly Wright, Molly Moodle Media, and someone's called me like Mandy Wright of Molly Mandy Media Company. She just got me confused with Minnie Molly Mandy. She just kept
0: calling me Mandy. I was like, all right, I'll just I'll go. Did with you just me. roll with it. Absolutely. <laughs> I love that. So you've got your very successful company. Just tell people who are listening uh, a bit about the company and how you got started in that. Because I know that you worked for a big company first, didn't you, before yeah. you started your own venture? So. Yeah.
1: So Molly Moodle Media is a social media management mm-hmm. agency. So we provide full social media management for creative, digital, and independent businesses. Mm-hmm. So that what that means is, because some people say, but what does that actually mean? Yeah. So if you're a company mm-hmm. and you, know, you market Yourself and you go networking, you go to exhibitions, but you want that online presence. Mm-hmm. Then I come along and I help you develop a Facebook presence, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, um, and put the brand out there and get their call messages out there. But really integrate conversation with their target audience, That's awesome. and yeah, and systematically yeah. just build general, like leads and stuff like that. But it's, it's a funny industry, social media, because yeah. everyone uses it. For, I definitely use yep. it purely for pleasure. Mm-hmm. I go on there. I want to watch funny videos. I want yep. to tag my friends and stuff, see old pictures. But um, with being a business online, mm-hmm. it can be difficult. So I'll just help businesses. Come across as very human and being very approachable but also still marketing themselves.
0: I think that's really like it's really important because people I think when they look for a business now, they look for like something that they can buy into and something that gets them, like an emotive response. Yeah. And I know like for business owners you've got so many things that you're well, you know, running your own business. Yeah. You've got like HR and then you've got your tax and oh God, then know, you uh, yeah. it's just like and then you've got premises and you've got to build your sales, and that's even before you you like you start actually like going out and meeting people and networking, like you say. So to like have an expert that you can hand off your social media to, because that obviously is a massive channel for building business now, yeah. that's obviously really helpful to them. Yes, yeah. so and I
1: really enjoy it, and I really um, enjoy working with people who are passionate as well mm-hmm. um, and people who are excited to work on a project and to, to see something that turns into a plan and bring it into life. I just really enjoy that experience. And the thing is with... I mean, looking after on mm-hmm. social media, is there, there's always a journey to get there. It's not always going yep. to be right the first mm-hmm. time, you know. And you have to build trust, and it's a long game and it can sometimes take a little while but it's definitely worth it but but yeah the the way that I started the business Mm. was um, I always did media so I picked it for GCSEs Mm. I um, went to A levels um, and did my A levels in media Mm -hmm. and I decided to go to university because I didn't I still didn't know what I wanted to do Mm -hmm. so I picked film radio and television media, and cultural studies and Mm -hmm. there I did PR did media we did um, all sorts of stuff and it was it was genuinely such a fun amazing time but Mm -hmm. that period of 18 to 21 I think mm. a lot, and for me now, I go back to Canterbury Christchurch Uni and lecture to these that's students. That's so cool. Oh, it's amazing. I love it. I'm so passionate about it because yeah. I feel like, even though it's been like seven years yep. since I have started there, mm-hmm. uh, so how long has it been? It's been? About five years since I left. Oh my God, it's all creeping
0: up. Oh, don't. I was thinking the other day, it's like my friend said to me driving along and I was like, oh look, there's my school. And she's like, "School's a long time, like seems like a long time ago. And I was like, that's because it was a long time ago, long time mate. Ago. It was a really long time ago. Honestly,
1: it just goes so fast. Time. <laughs> (laughs) really does. But at that time, you know, by the time you're going to GC you sort of yeah. meant to know what you want. Then to A levels you're not you sort of gotta come on now, what do yeah. you want? Going to university, okay, what do you really want? Yeah. Even then it's this this time we think, I just
0: don't know. It's really hard, isn't it? It is. You're put under that pressure. And I think what peop- is would be good for people to realise now is that they can pick that it's not that old model where you have to decide really early on and I mean it's great if you do and you can follow that through, but you don't have to decide and stick to one career until you die. Yeah. You can change and Life's a lot more fluid now in many senses of the word. Yeah. But if you if you knew that you did you wanted to do media, that's amazing. Yeah, I, always,
1: so. I just found it really fun. Yeah, um, I was
0: actually thinking about this
1: like genuinely in the car today. I think yeah. that window for between like twenty to thirty is yeah. just play time. Definitely. To just do what you want, experiment everything mm-hmm. and not give yourself this sort of burden of, I've got to stick with this yeah. now because mm-hmm. I've spent so many years in it. Like, mm-hmm. No, you can do whatever you want. You could be yeah. as much of a chameleon Yeah, go out and, 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 you know, if you wanted to become a YouTuber, if you mm-hmm. wanted to become a radio host, or even if you wanted to become a book writer, yeah. you know, you can genuinely, in this day and age, make anything work. And people should, yeah. the only limitations people have are on themselves. Yeah, well, if, yeah, exactly. I think that people, you know, have this, especially with business as well, you mm-hmm. go to business and for me, I never knew anything about business. Mm-hmm. When I was younger, my dad had like a few little, little businesses on the side, but and my granddad run his own business, mm-hmm. but I don't I didn't really know anyone close who I could ask about the ins and outs of it. Yeah. And so you set these invisible rules on yourself. Yeah. You can't do this, you can't we'll do, do that. It
0: doesn't have yeah. to be. You can no. totally
1: have your own sort of approach and your own
0: growth with it. Mm. But
1: going back to how I actually started <laughs> it. So...
0: <laughs> That's fine, carry on. <laughs> so
1: I went to university, I went to Canterbury Christ Church, and I remember it being the third year, mm-hmm. and we were sitting in a lecture, and I'm looking around at my friends, and I'm thinking, this is it now. Like we're going to go into the real world. Finally, we've been using education as an excuse. Yeah. People are generally looking into their masters, thinking, oh, just another year to eke it out a bit more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we had this one lecture, mm. and it was called Professional Perspectives, and it was absolutely brilliant. And a lot with the courses that we had, it was all about right. Okay, here's a subject. Here's what we're going to learn, and then we go write an essay about it, and then you go do an exam. Okay. This module was mm. all about. I'm going to teach you how to get on in the real world. So our lecturer, it was amazing. That's super. It was unreal. So we learnt how to set up a LinkedIn profile, Mm -hmm. how to make a business card. Um, We just learnt about what was going on in the industry in that time. So rather than having formal lectures, Mm -hmm. we would have guest speakers come in. So we had a woman called Sam Spenson. She was a public relations Mm -hmm. um, officer and she um, did PR for people and, and she was just amazing. Then we had another man who came in and he made... Adverts for milkshakes in America. And then there was a man who came in called uh, Garrett Keogh. Mm -hmm. And he started up his own social media agency in Shoreditch in London. Okay, yeah. And he had he was working with two other people and every year for the past three years he had an intern from that class mm-hmm. go and work at telegraph hill so he came in and he said we work with tgi fridays betway e online uk we do all of this amazing stuff and it just sounded really exciting yeah. so i took this i was so nervous like i'm very i'm a very confident person but yeah. mm-hmm. there'll be some situations where like, a, Amazingly shy. I just yeah. cripple in. I just and I had my <laughs> little flimsy business card, it was awful. And I thought, oh god, I can god, give this to him. And I handed it over and said, Hi, oh, I'd, I'd like work experience. He was like, Yeah, brilliant, would love to get involved. Oh. I don't know. Yeah. He emailed me yeah. and said, Do, Would you like this work experience? I didn't respond. Didn't respond. Was so nervous. I was like, I can't, I oh. can't talk to him. Yeah. And then and about two weeks later, a woman called Francesca then messaged me and said, Would you like work experience? And I thought Nobody gets a second chance no. like that. You would just oh never have that. So I met her in London yep. and she said we're working on a program called the Fox Problem. Okay. And it was with uh, there was a, a BBC Radio One presenter called um, Gemma Ken's. Gemma Ken's? Is it Hap is it Ken's or it's sort of like it's not like Zoe Ken's from ZC yes, Social. I don't know yeah. if they're the same. Gemma Ken I think her name is. Okay, anyway, yeah. either way, her name is Gemma. <laughs> and you had Georgia LA and yeah. Georgia O'Kee... Okay, oh, or O'Keefe, anyway Mm -hmm. and they were really amazing there was these three women and they wanted to make a show all about um, business they wanted to make a show about what was going on in the news and Mm -hmm. and just being a bit political at times it was was called The Fox Problem they were just having a load of fun and it was shot in Shoreditch and it was a YouTube show so it was live on YouTube and you had this amazing kit and they just said to me do you want to be basically a runner on the set Yeah, cool. So I went along and there's four other, five other work experience, and they were all just sitting around, just like biting their nails and
0: stuff. Really? Yeah, yeah, they really were. And there are a lot of people that. Don't get that grit, and they just sort of think, "Oh, I just got." Do you do think, it. like sometimes, like you have, like you said, you get, you don't get that second chance. Do you think you have to, like, people either are too scared to act on that gut feeling, or you went along there and you're like, "This is my chance. I need to really act on it," or do you think just people, a, aren't that bothered, or b, they don't recognise that gut feeling sometimes?
1: I have a theory, mm-hmm. right, and I just feel like sometimes this can sound really bad, but if life's really good, mm. then it's all too good. Like yeah. for example, my I was brought up my mum and dad. Mm-hmm. I had an amazing childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, like my mum my and dad were a really happy couple, we got a great yeah. family and i never had to worry about things. No. And mm-hmm. when I started coming, when I was a teenager, go mm-hmm. and go to a doctor's mum ring up doctors, yeah. mum, ring up dentists, mum, mm-hmm. do this. And then all of a sudden, my mum and dad got divorced. Mm-hmm. And it was actually my mum who left. Okay. So my dad didn't sort of morph into mum and start cooking and washing our clothes and mm-hmm. stuff like that, which my mum was doing. Mm-hmm. He continued being dad and mm-hmm. being like, oh, where's our dinner? And I'm like, yeah. oh, my God, we've got to cook it. You know, and I've got to wash my own clothes. And I think yeah. that by having the, the reality very young of being like, You've only got yourself to worry about yeah. in life. Mm-hmm. I think by having that, it made a big difference on mm-hmm. my approach, my career and stuff like that, mm-hmm. because I thought, it's only you. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when you have a, such
0: security, mm-hmm. you've got nothing to fight for because you know you're always going to be all right. Does that make sense? It's complete sense, and I, feel, like, I hear it all the time. Like, yeah. we have like a, When you have like a corporate job, mm. everyone's like, oh, it's really secure and I'm safe and everything but I think unless you've been in a company and you've seen like redundancies made or like for example like you you tend to feel I don't know if it's like your ego gets involved but you feel like you're very indispensable sometimes yeah. to the cogs of that business and then then you're let go or you go on sick and you realise actually you're not indispensable at all yeah. or they could turn around just like that and be like thank you very much but we need to let you go yeah. and I think people you, you get fooled into that sense of security whereas you're right the only security you can create is the security you create for yourself. Yeah,
1: and even in that respect of not even just parents, like mm-hmm. your partners as well. Yeah, you know, and I don't, I don't want to fall in that trap. No, sort of my fiance and stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm very fortunate. Tom, oh, my little Tom, he would look <laughs> after me. If you know, he would say to me, "Listen, yeah. put your feet up, don't worry, Because he's just such a lovely, caring person. Mm. But. is right now you know i'm hoping it will be forever and i really do think that but the reality is what Mm -hmm. if something happens to him or what if we do break up and all of a sudden this lifetime of him looking after me and you know being treated actually Mm -hmm. i don't have that security anymore Mm. and then you've got nothing and i feel like for anyone men women whatever you should always have your base, your yeah. money, your mm-hmm. security. Because if if you're left in this world yes. on your own, you've got you've got to fend fend for yourself. Exactly. You can't rely on anyone. No. And so I think that for me, by going into opportunities like the work experience, yeah. I mm-hmm. had that grit and I mm-hmm. thought, I've got to make this work. because I've amazing. got to build a career for myself. Yeah. Um and so the show would go on mm-hmm. and we would be I'd be lifting like big boxes, and I'd be at the end of the show, you had to be around, they were like, Full-blown celebrities there. I was like, example, um, Mel C from the Spice Girls, Oh, cool. of the Faith. Oh, no, Richard Branson was on FaceTime. It was. Did you um,
0: speak to him? I'm oh like, absolutely not. Are you joking? <laughs> I'm just it's saying, like, this is Carl. Can I come work experience? Hi, Richard. Can I talk to you, please? Yeah, no. I literally was just,
1: I was in my element. I'm, yeah. I'm a, Girl with the 90s. Can you imagine yeah. being this far away from Mel C? I know, yeah. <laughs> I think screamed in her face. I was like, <laughs> internally, I'm going, oh, God. It was so amazing. But what would happen is, after the show would wrap up... Yeah all of the work experience were we'll going and have a beer at yeah. the bar. Whereas mm-hmm. for me, I was ripping up the wires off the floor. I was carrying all the boxes with the team, yeah. going back to the office and I was putting in the hours for it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it come to it at the end of that work experience and they'd said, um, Molly, we'd like to offer you an internship. <gasps> and it was amazing. And I'm yeah. looking around thinking, oh, where's all my little pals that I met on being a runner? None of them made the cut. I was the really? only of that year to be given an internship and it was amazing. So Super. It was unreal. I worked with TGI Fridays. I was even on a, a T.J. Fridays campaign for Christmas. So oh. we, like a double Christmas jumper. Yeah. And I was, we had to promote that if you come in with your Christmas jumper, you got like £10 off or 10% off a meal. Yeah. But they, did, they didn't have any budget for models or anything like that. So, so they just asked you. me. Me and my friend Johnny, <laughs> the, he also worked in the office, said yeah, us two just standing there. Love it was that. so much fun. Mm-hmm. But actually the reality, I I worked there for a year, mm-hmm. and the reality of working in London... So I'd have to get up and get the Clarks coach um, yeah. at 7am, and then we'd get home for 7.30pm. Really long days. Yeah. Um, and I didn't mind London, but... And Shoreditch is amazing. It's, it's, it's a really real good hub. hub. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. But then I think... I don't know if this is just all offices, or mm-hmm. not. but for me, there was just this, hi, yeah, it's amazing. And I thought, they're not, <laughs> like, they weren't genuine relationships. Yeah. Like, you know, there was people who... Without being dramatic, because like, yeah. I sometimes hear this and I think, oh, really, but is this really the way it was? But I felt like some people were quite happy to sabotage other people yeah. to get higher up in the rankings. You know, like, I, there was one person in the office who would complain about... They did this wrong, but they did that wrong. And, and make sure that higher management would know about it yeah. so they could show that they were good mm-hmm. and get a leg up. And, mm. and if someone said that to me, i said, oh, you're pulling an excuse, you're not, yeah. you know. But actually, I saw it in my own two eyes. Yeah. And I started to notice during the creati- creativity process when mm-hmm. they'd get a new pitch come in.
0: Yeah.
1: And I would notice that they would, all oh, these people bring so many amazing ideas to the table, mm-hmm. but who was being listened to was the ones who went for the pub with the founders, and no disrespect to them, they're all lovely, they're Mm -hmm. all a good laugh, but when you've got that rapport with someone where you feel like they're mate, you're going to naturally lean towards them. But for me, I just wasn't really enjoying it as much, and I didn't feel like I was the right fit for the time, because I was a team assistant. And I started doing work experience um, at university with filmmakers and stuff like that, and so I decided that I was going to go and do um, work for myself, providing social media for businesses because my aunt asking me can I do her business I, I said I have no family running their own business I'm like, I do my, so my <laughs> sister Holly had her own business my aunt had her own business and I had a friend who was asking me can you do my social media for me so I was doing it on the side for free anyway and I thought I might as well charge Exactly. Her. so that's how it started oh amazing yeah. Yeah.
0: what does your um, sister and your aunt do for business Because so you've got obviously female role models yeah so <laughs> they're, they're amazing yeah, so yeah. my
1: sister well, um, she did beauty so oh, she cool. yep so she would go to be honest she does loads of stuff now she's actually got a, another business where her and her partner yeah um he is a fitness coach she's a fitness coach and they do like pas and stuff like that but then she used to do like you know the the tiger makeup when you used to go yeah. to the festival mm-hmm. and all the glam she used to do all of that she oh, also does super. massages <gasps> can you imagine having a sister does massages and lip oh, waxing gosh. and beauty and oh in my element yeah. can you believe? <laughs> Once for the weekend, I was like, how are you? She's like, yeah, good. I'm like, yeah, back's a bit sore. She went, do you want a massage? I'm like, absolutely. <laughs> and my aunt, Anne, yeah. she run a children's boutique in Barnes High Street. Oh, cool. Yeah, exactly. that was a really good. good start. It was really good.
0: So were they your first two sort of clients? Mm-hmm. And then you formalise. Yeah. So you, you did it for them, like, casually on the side, and then you formalised it, yeah?
1: Yes, yeah, so I don't think I... I'm trying to work out if I ever charged them or not. I don't think I ever did, but what it yeah. was was my portfolio to yeah. say, this is what I can do, this is how I can help, because really, I have to start from scratch. Yeah. Not even from a business point of view, purely from a marketing, mm-hmm. because it's one thing, marketing and being part of a team, yeah. who know all of... who You've got a team of ex- experts mm-hmm. working on TGI Fridays. Mm-hmm. And they're they're talking to a global audience. They're talking to people who, you know, they're one big voice. Mm -hmm. Whereas when you're working with someone who's, like Arne's business called aunt's yeah. Boutique, yeah. you are now representing an individual exactly. and their brand mm-hmm. and what they want to say. Mm-hmm. And that was really, it, that took me a while to sort of learn yeah. how to do that. But then I also worked for the Film Festival and that's where my creative side mm-hmm. of working with creatives and really enjoying that side to come out as well. But I used those three at the beginning and then I just sort of, I remember the first time I told my uni friends, it was in Bloor and I said, Oh, um, I've started up my own business, and I was ready for them to be like, "You're an idiot! Yeah. What are you doing?" Again, it's <laughs> these false sort of rules and uh, exactly. emotions that we put in ourselves. And I went, like, oh, "Amazing! Oh, it's good. Like, good for you. Good luck with it." Yeah. And then through that, some people would then recommend me. Amazing. Yeah. And my dad, one of my first clients, who was had actually had him as a client for like two and a half years, mm. was my dad's friend. Yeah, He said to me, um, I'm in London, he had an art gallery and his art gallery was based in Brentwood and he said, um, come down to London at 6am and meet me um, and we'll have breakfast. And I thought, you've got a gallery in Brentwood you don't work in London but you want me at 6am in London I thought whatever client you know i got my business cards I put an Instagram picture up of me like <gasps> coffee I don't yes. drink coffee coffee <laughs> business yes. let's do this and I got there and it wasn't just me and him it was me and him and 20 other people oh my gosh And I was at a and i meeting. Oh, wow. And I never... (laughs) i just about finalised the name of the business. It was that brand new. Like, there was a genuine spelling mistake on my business card where the printers messed it up. Like, it was just... I was so amateur, and I'd stand there and say, hi, my name's Molly Moodle Media. I do this. Um, And so, for me, I felt like I jumped straight into the deep end. That's good, though. But, yeah. Yeah, it was good. Um, But also, absolutely petrified. Well, Yeah.
0: Yeah. Rather you than me, I think.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things, though. Like, it's one of the process, and you know, th- those early stages of I, of getting yourself out there is, are really difficult. Yeah, definitely. And, and I even feel like actually looking back, that first year of business mm-hmm. is the hardest mm-hmm. because it's not about. You putting services out there and getting clients and earning money and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's the transition. Now, yeah. bear in mind, you've always got order. You've mm-hmm. always got someone telling you what you need to do, how you're going to complete it, and you're going to work 9 to 5. Yeah. All those barriers are lifted. It's like <sighs> Exactly. Yeah. And the thing is about it is that you think that things that you take for granted actually become a challenge. Now, yeah. you're independent now. You mm-hmm. work for yourself. You don't need to get up at, at 7 a.m. anymore. No. You can get up at 9, 10, 11. You don't have to get dressed for work. You can work in your pyjamas and trackies. And you have to learn the hard way that actually, as much as you can do that, you shouldn't do that. Exactly.
0: And how funny it sounds, you've still got to really have those disciplines of doing the right things. And, yeah, because it's it's very... I think people sometimes... Not talking about, like, highly... But everyone, I'm sure, has it. Like, you have that little bit of, like, oh, I just want to stay nice and warm in my bed. And like, But you've got to, like... Well, it's having the discipline... And like the motivation to actually make yourself do it. And, and
1: you've got to break that anxiety as well yeah you know what it is the mental side of it is actually one of the most challenging mm-hmm. things because especially if you've never been in business before yeah and no one else really around you because bear in mind although it was my sister and my aunt my mm-hmm. aunt lived in london my, yeah. aunt, my sister lived in cardiff mm-hmm. so i didn't have anyone immediately in my house yeah who was um had run a business or yeah. anything. Mm-hmm. and you'd start things would come into conversation like, oh molly you're about today could you make dinner oh could you go do this and before you know it it, your fam- my family were really supportive. Yeah. But they just there was a lot of. I'm um, really can
0: just you do can that. You can just do. You're, you're you've about. got all your free time. Yeah. It's Free time, or you're not actually restricted to that nine to five being at a desk. Yeah. So they think that in their head you can go and do extra jobs and that sort of thing. Exactly. Mm. But you're
1: doing work. But at yes. that time. You're not. It's not paid work, and 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 you have to remind yourself that it is work. Don't let people sway you off and think, "Oh no, you're just having a bit of fun." Mm. You know. So I was building my website. I was researching what other social media agencies were doing. You know, how they come across online. Yeah. And I was really just trying to figure out who I was and what I wanted to do and how I wanted to do it. I feel like. Early on in business, this is the, the reality is that you start off with this very strict idea. This is exactly what I want to do. I want to be a creative social media owner. Yep. So only work with creatives. Only do this. And then as time goes on, you expand and you grow and, and you become a lot more flexible. Yep. So your pride is a big thing that you've got to bat- battle and work yep. with in those early stages. Um, and, and really, just getting by with no money. Mm. It depends on how you get your money, yep. whether someone's invested in you, whether you get a loan out, whether you've mm-hmm. saved that money. For me, I was really lucky because I um, finished working in London Mm -hmm. um, and so I had money saved up because Tom's like I want to buy a house and I'm like yeah let's buy a house (laughs) and then he kept saying it and then saying it and then saying it and we never were going to get this house I was like hold your horses let's not buy a house I've got two and a half grand I'm gonna live off that Mm -hmm. to start up my business and so that's what I did so Mm -hmm. as much as you think not two, two grand in the bank. Yeah. You don't have two no. grand in the bank. You don't know when you're gonna get your next client. You don't exactly. know whether you're when your next gonna go and mm-hmm. someone's actually gonna start paying you for your work. Exactly. And money confidence is a big thing as well. Yeah. What you're gonna charge yourself, what do you think you're worth?
0: Because yeah. people, people in the beginning, they were, especially when you're you're in that space where you really want to develop your portfolio and get yeah. testimonials and everything like that, but and then you've got uh, the other he- hand, people coming to you and being like, oh, can you do it for cheaper? Can you do it for this? Can you do it for free and all the rest? So where do you like, kind of like, you, it's important that you stand in knowing how good you are yeah. and like. What's it, confidence in your pricing? Yeah. How did you find that? Oh, my God. That... I,
1: I, I think I had a real struggle. I think it's been one of the, the a long journey for mm-hmm. me um, because I was 22 when I started up the business. Mm-hmm. So, if I'm totally honest, it wasn't like I had bundles of confidence in myself already mm-hmm. and I didn't... Uh, I, to, to charge... I mean, I'm talking to business owners yep. who'd been going for 20 years, who knew everything and they yep. were well... They, they could suss you out in a minute. Yeah. And I thought, I can't and I just had this such anxiety about charging people and I felt bad about certain mm-hmm. things. I thought, oh, am I good enough, am I not? And that come out in my pricing. Yeah. First ever pay client I had was a woman. I got my eyebrows done. And <laughs> uh, and this woman says to me, oh, what do you do? I said, I do social media. And she said, oh, okay. And, and I, I felt fraudster saying it. And she was like, what do you do, social media? And I'm like, I'm just going to suss me out. And go, no, you haven't. You've just started your business. <laughs> I know. No one does that. Can <laughs> I just say, absolutely no. Like, it's going to sound really bad, but like... No-one cares about anybody else. They don't.
0: But themselves. This is what I say when I'm doing battle ropes in the gym with Ross, and it's right in the middle of True Gym, and I'm like, I don't want to do it. Everyone's looking. He's like, oh, yeah, because they're so interested in what you're doing. And actually, I do say it to Jade, and I know it. I'm like, no-one cares. No-one cares. No-one cares. cares. They're too busy looking at themselves in the mirror. Yeah, yeah.
1: exactly. And when you wake up in the morning, I don't think to myself... You know, that woman that was, you know, at a business meeting the other day, I wonder if she's really established on. Yeah. I'm not thinking that. No. Because I'm waking up and I've got a million other things to think about. How what am I good? What's the next stage for my business? Where yeah. are me and Tom going to go on holiday this yeah. year? What am I going to get my nephew for, my bir- for
0: his birthday? People, you you get so wrapped up in what it's people consuming. think and it and, and it can take over and it can if you let your mind again it's like it comes back to the discipline thing your mind if you let it it will completely run with you exactly and like to try and keep that sort of focus on what you're doing and like even in like a nice way go mm, no one really cares yeah yeah
1: it, it, that is true because that is that is yeah. exactly what happens because mm. you know i there are so many people that I've looked up to and I've seen throughout the years of being in business, they're just doing such amazing stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'll go up to them and be like, you are amazing. Mm-hmm. You do know that. And they go, oh, no, I've still got to do this. And I think, yeah. oh, my God, like, when is that moment going to break where you go, I'm actually pretty good. But I don't think it ever does. I think people just push and push and push. But what you need to do mm-hmm. in the process of all of this is just be happy. Definitely. You've got to find your little peaks of happiness in the day because... As you said, it can consume you, it can get, you could be really negative on yourself, and life's too short, that's yeah, just definitely. the basis of it. It's yeah. always going to be hard, life's always going to be difficult, none of us are getting an easy road, mm-hmm. and so we might as well just be happy and just be positive with our future and what we're doing moving forward, because really, it, it's bloody hard work. I know. And as you said about pricing, you know, uh, going to that woman, I, she said, how much do you she charge? I went, 50 pound a month. <laughs> what, yeah. are you having a joke? Like, <laughs> That's awesome. No, actually, ten, like, I think I said £50 per week. Okay. So actually, that wasn't too bad. No. But the amount will be like, I ah! did... Inside. I, <laughs> I remember that moment so well when I said I had a new client and I run into the kitchen. I'm like, oh, my God, Dad, I've got a client, I've got a client. And he was like, how much are they paying you? And I'm like, £50 a week. And I'm like, that ain't enough, Mo. For marketing, that's not enough. And I think, oh, Dad, shut up, though, because that's Don't, I can't, Don't, don't, yeah. burst this bustle, bustle, uh, <laughs> The bubble yeah. a puzzle. Because <laughs> I just so thought, okay, let me get, at least just get started and build my confidence yeah. up. Yeah. And so I started working with her, and she wanted the world for 50p, which is, which is what you yeah. get for those first clients, that it is a pain. But it was a great learning curve, and then uh, little by little, I started getting a little bit more confident. Two hundred fifty pounds per month. Oh, actually, yeah. it's three hundred and fifty a month. Oh, actually, yeah. you know. And, and through the years, I've sort of got to a point where just uh, this battle of, do I know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about? Am I? Do I? Am I really good as I say I am? Mm-hmm.
0: Like,
1: it, you know, is it really happening? And then one day, I don't know how it happened, but there was just a series of conversations and series of events going on, yeah. and everything just and it just the penny dropped. I went. You do know what you're talking about. Yeah. And you are good at what you do. And you can price the way you want to price. Mm-hmm. But everything's within moderation. Because, again, as I said about lecturing Canterbury Christchurch mm-hmm. students, they've been in education for so many years. Mm-hmm. And the, the lecturers are saying to, him, saying to them, you need to price well, don't mm-hmm. be underestimated, don't let people take advantage of you. Because that is a thing, people yep, do take advantage. Mm. At the same time, you do need to go. If, if, you can't be like, they is it. Is yeah, it, yeah you need to be flexible mm, and mm. you need to be, especially when you're young in business and when you are finding your feet and, and you... You're in a position where if you make mistakes, it's not the end of the yeah. world. Yeah, exactly. Then you can price a little bit cheaper, mm-hmm. so you you don't your reputation isn't tarnished if something goes wrong. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'll go to a university and I'll say, oh, you know, they'll say, to me, oh, did you do work experience? I will say, yeah, they come on board. And sometimes they're like really eager and they want to learn. Mm-hmm. And then other times they just don't care because they just yeah. feel like they've just got to do this. And then I've also said, I've got an opportunity for you to make a graphic design for an event for mm-hmm. someone. If you just want that, I'll do it. If not, but if you want that opportunity. I'll give it to you. How much are you going to pay me? How much? To... And I think, but it's it's just work experience. Yeah. It's just an opportunity. I don't mm. like students being used, but at the same time, and I think there's a benefit they could get for their portfolio.
0: You have to, yeah, get it's... in it. Don't you have to get amongst it and just start somewhere? Yeah. Don't you? Yeah, yeah, and listening to you, like talk about your like your journey in business, and you're trying to figure out who you are, and then you've got you're trying to establish yourself, establish yourself, and get clients and build your confidence. And the more I think about it, because everyone's always like, oh. Like, try and speak to your, like, your guests and get tips out of them, yes. like, for what their success looks like, and like, so they can, I suppose, look at those tips yeah. and see what if they can apply them to their lives. But what it comes down to, like, especially, like, I'm just thinking about it now, and what you said is it is literally just about there is. It's one, ar- it's one answer for each individual. Yeah. And it is really about sort of building that picture and you've just got to ride it out and build your grit and yeah. your confidence as you go along, yeah. isn't it?
1: I am the devil of making a to-do list of all the things I want to achieve and, yeah. and it would be this long and I'd but i get for it in a day. But that one task on that one list might be a six hour task. Yeah. But then what I I used to do, it, I've I've got a bit better of it actually and I'll look at this to do list and if I don't complete it within the day, mm-hmm. within this twenty four hours frame, I'll literally be like, well, I'm rubbish. Obviously it's falling yeah. apart. Obviously, I'm doing something really bad. And it's not about that at all. Mm. You know, and the old saying, Rome wasn't built in a day. It wasn't. It no. really, you know what? And everything takes a bit of time and you're yeah. just chipping away. You've got to chip. Yeah. Because if you don't and you rush it, I've seen mm-hmm. business owners who rush it and, and they haven't figured themselves out. Mm-hmm. And they'll be in the arena, a.k.a. networking. They'll be in the ball pit and they say, what do you do? Why do you do this? How do you... And they don't really know. No. It's sort of like... And you can tell... When someone's got the grit and someone understands themselves, and no, it, it doesn't have to be. They have to care about what they do yeah. and understand how they can help people, mm-hmm. you know. And if you do one thing, I've actually learnt: if you run your business purely for money, you'll never be successful. No. Mm-hmm. If and I remember, it's one of those things that I've actually read about, like entrepreneurs saying this stuff, and I think. And you've me, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but honestly, I've seen people, and, and I've given consultations, like business consultations. Yeah. Even though I don't really do that, mm-hmm. business consultations, people like molly how do i make more money yeah. and i said before we th- that's the secondary mm-hmm. what's the primary how do you help businesses yeah and and, and then i said oh because i do this this, and this. right how can you market that yeah to as many people as possible and use your friendship group use your community to spread that word that, that this thing that you're helping with that's what's going to make you business mm. as soon as you think about money then you, people could smell that there's exactly. nothing worse than feeling the desperation
0: like, to, Yeah. yeah. There's
1: nothing worse than when people feel like that that, that desperation of please be a client. Mm. People don't want to work like that. People want to feel like they're benefited. I've got someone who gave me a cold call uh, two weeks ago and they said, Hi, this is a service we provide. Um, Would you be interested? And funnily enough, it's something I was thinking about. So Mm. yeah, no problem. Get in touch with you. Hi Molly, just chasing you up. To see you going. Hi Molly, just seeing how you were. Hi Molly, here's an email. And I thought, you know what? Your desperation stinks yeah. so bad. I just, I'm not interested. No. Yeah. You know, and people don't, people f- f- forget who they're working with. They're working with people. Exactly. You've Got to stop looking at people as numbers and look at them as people. And then that relationship can grow so much. Exactly. My clients come through other clients as well. Do you know what That's I mean? That's the best
0: experience. way to like organic growth through like word of mouth. Like like. I try and do that with like, businesses as much as I can. Mm. I'm like, you need to meet this person. They're really good. And that is the best way because personal recommendation is people know now when they're being sold to. Yes. And they even like with Instagram and Facebook, they know when it's like an ad and they know when someone's been paid like to do something. Whereas if I go to you, you need to go and see such and such. They're super. Yeah. Then you'll go, oh, okay. Maybe I will then. It it's... means so
1: much more. Mm. You know, and, and just on a side note, as a marketer, mm. you know, who I'm literally taking a brand and a business with their core values and their services and they say, Right, let's put this on social media. Yeah. People don't wanna be sold no. to on social media. There's nothing worse. So you've got to communicate in a way where you've got to be a part of people's communities yep. and you've got to feel like you're in their conversation. So whatever everyone is talking about mm-hmm. that you that is your target market, you need to be in that conversation. Yep. And the funny thing is about marketing is you almost have to not market. Mm-hmm. You have to let your website, your the software within the social media platform. So if you've got a Facebook page and mm-hmm. you've got a services page and you've yep. got reviews encourage people to write reviews, have your services and sponsor content. Yes. And all the stuff in the middle, make it about you, what you're up to, mm-hmm. what is an interest that you all share and stuff. Do you know what I mean? And that is what people get excited about. Because I don't exactly. get excited and think, oh, look, you know, someone's selling a new T-shirt. Yay! Yeah. Like, if Miss Guy did put up a post, which they did the other day, saying... Who else is looking at holidays but I've only got £2.50 in their account? They've <laughs> got, like, 2,000 likes. But then I went onto misguided page to see what other funny stuff they had yeah. and then flicked through
0: all their, their content. Please. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's
1: why you've got to do it, you know? Yeah,
0: definitely. It's to get people to buy in. Because otherwise I'm like, on Instagram, I'm like, oh, this person, beautiful place, nice bikini, rah, rah, rah. And it's just like, you just get immune to it. Yeah. You just And you don't engage with it. But if it's an actual post that relates to you, yeah. like if someone's like, I can't think of an example, who's your favourite Disney princess or something like I'm that? I'm going to go like, Cinderella. <laughs> yeah. Is she really?
1: No, who is my favourite Disney princess? I think it's Mulan. Yeah. yeah. Oh, awesome. Like Mulan. Yeah. She's been minx. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen that one. I need to watch it.
1: Oh, no. She's quite like bad. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, I like Mulan. But that's the thing with um, businesses and, and actually about brands and these online personalities. Because mm. they say so many young children now want to be YouTubers. That's the thing.
0: Everyone's like in school. They're like, I
1: want to be an influencer. Yeah. Right. And, but it, how do you want to be an influencer mm. though? That is the that is, that is the question exactly. because you know Tom Tom I always talk about Tom but Tom watches always... oh he's oh, great. he he's my little mate my <laughs> mate Tom um, he watches this YouTube channel of this man yeah. and he, his name is something like something beige indie beige okay. his name is. Just this man in like, yeah. a, like a proper thick jumper and he talks about battles and he talks about history and Tom loves it, right? But the thing is that he's touching into a community of people who enjoy that and it's giving value yeah, to people. exactly. When you start basing your profile and your image on looks yeah. and illusion, I just mm-hmm. feel like social media now are cracking down on that. Yeah, definitely. You know? And there's even rumours that, I can't remember if it was um, in Instagram or Facebook or one of them, but... Oh, I'm going to get it so wrong, but literally. But what one of these social media platforms are doing is they're going to start removing the mm-hmm. likes on a post. Really? So, yeah, so the, the likes and the followers or something like that, so you purely the content. And apparently they're going to be hidden, so you can like it and the other person can see it, but you, it's all about what you like, what mm-hmm. you enjoy, and it's not so much a numbers game where people are fighting for the popularity race. It's about <laughs> genuine content that people enjoy.
0: That's not such a bad thing I don't think no. but I hear that Instagram are are looking at they've they've like redone their policy in terms of content and that sort of thing and especially in terms of sexually suggestive comment
1: yeah
0: uh, content sorry um, but when they say that I I mean I follow some pole dancers on Instagram and they're not I understand, obviously, pole dancing has a roots, but they're there. They're they they're genuinely strong. They're doing like really good routines, and they're putting out the content to help other pole dancers do moves. But they're having to start do it in leggings because they're worried, and they're covering up yeah. because they're worried about Instagram starting to like screw with their algorithm and that sort of thing, so people won't see their posts. Yeah, it's really interesting because it's like how much. Yes, I understand you've got to protect your business, like and Instagram are like trying to censor that, but at the same time people are putting so much value on all the likes and the comments and on a platform yeah. for people they don't even know. It's, it's really interesting, actually. Yeah,
1: it's a funny one, that, isn't it? Because, you know, the way that we're growing up now, I mean, I was born in 92, mm-hmm. and so by the t- year 2000, we had the dial-up internet, and I, within the first um, year of internet, mm. when we could get Pixo and websites and stuff like that. I had a full social media presence because it was in my school yeah. to do that, and you couldn't miss out. If my mm. mum, dad said to me, "We're not going on dial-up. You're not going on the internet." I would have been absolutely devastated. It would have been sabotage Mm -hmm. to, like, my reputation with my friends. (laughs) And so now, if a young girl at 10, 11, 12, 13 says, everyone's on Instagram, Mum, can I download it as an app? Mm. You know, they can go on it. And Mm. how much those parents policing that? So how easy is it to come along and see a pole dancer and see all their moves and stuff like that? And you think, actually, how explicit Mm -hmm. are these images for for these young girls to make? But at the same time, is Instagram introducing a policy where, it's policing the amount of how much women can cover their bodies anyway, yeah. then that's that's sort of something that's almost a bit controversial.
0: Exactly, because they have their no nipples. Yeah. And I have I see so many posts. Well, that sounds like, uh, that says a lot about my feed. Yeah. I don't see so many posts, but I see some posts yeah. that says, like, they, they cover the nipple with free the nipple. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, they, they actually write free the nipple and they cover the nipple with it, oh my which God. is quite funny. But yeah, because obviously on Instagram you can't show nipples unless you're breastfeeding or you've had a mastectomy. But yeah, yeah. they were saying how the censorship is going to affect women more um, perhaps than it will affect men.
1: So women, in it's the like, sexually
0: suggestive con- content.
1: Yeah, because there, there are flips and turns in that because at the same time, we have got a body image crisis uh-huh. where young girls are looking at... I mean, Tammy Hebrew, for example, absolutely banging body. You know, mm. she trains every single day. She's got a bum, like, gorgeous, yeah. you know, and good for <laughs> her, she works out and stuff. But for yeah. me, I'm quite comfortable... As You know, being 26, I've got to an age where I'm actually really comfortable in my own skin. Mm-hmm. I eat KFC if I want it. I eat oranges if I want to have a little cut down. I'm not, I'm not looking at myself, hating myself. No. So many women do. Like, yeah. So it's many true. women do. It's, and, and genuinely, it, to my core, it upsets me. Yeah. I was out with my little sister, actually. She invited me, oh, was so funny. She's only just that little, she's 24. We've got a two year age gap, there's nothing in it. And But she and her friends invited me to a uh, night out with them. They yeah. said, our mates pulled out, would you like to come? I was like, absolutely. <laughs> and we was in the, uh, the bathroom and uh, Georgie's friends are like stunning. They're yeah. all gorgeous, you know, mm-hmm. they're just lovely it was really pretty, and one of them like is just beautiful. Mm. And she literally said, "Please get me out of this room for these mirrors." And I was like, "What?" And I was like, "Are you are you joking?" Like, real talk, are we joking mm. right now? She went like, "Oh, Molly, stop! Like, Molly, stop!" i like. And I'm like, is this really going on? There's another girl, right? Another party that I went to. It sounds like I go to loads of parties. Really, <laughs> I don't. And it was actually a little garden party. Nice. And we were all sitting outside. And you know when you're at in a garden party, it's like hot and lovely. And then also yeah. it's like, like, absolutely freezing cold. Yeah. I was in a dress and I was like, I am so cold. <laughs> and so I put on like a spare coat and a jacket. And then um, I said to one of the girls, I said, if the girl's got like, a pair of trousers I can borrow. And um, there was this girl who said, Molly, put yeah. these on. Yeah. And I, I went to the toilet and I put them on and they just about covered my bum. <laughs> and and like the the, where the trousers line up, they yeah. folded out against my waist like that because I'm a size twelve bottoms, yeah. and um, I think this girl must be about six or an eight. Yeah. And I was, I found it so funny, and I was like, look, and I was showing them girls, like, look, I can't do the zip up. <laughs> Turns out that like, apparently I've heard that girls like her, her size, you know, and are, are struggling because they think that they're overweight. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that, to my core, devastates me because we do go on Instagram, yeah. everyone's living their yeah. best life, you know, mm. and they, they, they want to be skinny, and I think this needs to be actually, like, this isn't reality. No. You know, and, and you do see some Instagram models coming out and saying, look, I do put my yeah. stomach in when I go in you and I turn my bum. yeah, like... Yeah, like, you can get, like, the, juice yeah. the cheeks, cetera, yeah. and go, oh, and you know what, For all four of them, if they want to do that, yeah. and they love that, but, yeah. you know... I. I I do believe that there needs to be some sort of policing, or even like policies around. But at the same time, should there's in terms of
0: covering up as well, how much is too much for um, um, regulating women? It's 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 strange. It's funny though, isn't it? Because you think about like sometimes in in reality obviously it's not quite as extreme but i love an extreme example yes. instagram is no more real than the avengers or something it's like so that true. or like a film but you don't go to a film and go i want to be like captain america yeah or i want to kick people in the face like the scarlet widow Yeah. you know yeah but with instagram because you've got i suppose people are like this is my real life you feel I don't know. You just you don't have that same level of awareness that it's not real. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah. but
1: that's the problem. It feeds down. Mm. So when you've got, you know, the classic example with Kylie Jenner having mm. her lips pumped up. Yeah. We've got a generation of teenagers yeah. with prosthetic, you know, with pumped know. up lips. Mm. And these young girls are all going under and, and doing something medically that is dangerous mm. and go wrong. And they're deforming their lips from such a young age. But, and that is the influence of social media. And it's, and it's genuinely scary because that body confidence, when you're going on a page and some girl that you went to school mm. with... Had her lips yeah. done, eyebrow tattooing, eyelashes done. Yeah. And I've got nothing against no. it. Like, I think I'm the only one in my family that actually hasn't had my eyebrows tattooed. <laughs> um, and they're like, please, yeah. I'm like, please just do, tattoo your eyebrows. I'm like, I can't. i like, no. just let the beast just do yeah. their thing. <laughs> but the thing is, is that the, the level of beauty is such a high yep. standard because yep. actually I see girls on nights out where, mm. or even in the park. I Me and Tom went to Venice, you know, mm. and it's for the Instagram, I for know, the gram, for the No one's actually
0: doing anything to live their lives. Exactly. They're just doing it to show people on Instagram yeah. what they're doing. And like you're saying about people like the young girls that look at um, Kylie Jenner, mm-hmm. you're when you were obviously uh, at 16 and before you went to university and even when you are starting your own business, you're f- trying to figure out who you are yeah. and you're trying to get some confidence whereas you're going to look to someone that you think has that confidence and you're going to be like, oh right, okay, I need to yeah. do this and this and this. Oh, it blows my mind. But it's another thing is as well is I remember when I was 16
1: Mm. and I was at my at the time boyfriend's house and we were me and his mum and all his family going to a party and she had this lovely dress on strapless Mm. dress and then she just chucked a cardio over it and I was like oh are you cold went, oh no 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 I hate for anyone to see my arms and I think oh for goodness sake so as a rule I think a lot of people men and women you know I I don't just
0: dispute men
1: as men as well Mm. you know I just think people put so much pressure on themselves and I do feel like social media plays such a big part in creating mm-hmm. this illusion of reality yeah. that everything's perfect, everything's amazing. And, so, and you know what? And The amount of people that I see who like, you know, mm, love it, love it. And yeah. then you look at them afterwards, post that picture and they just look miserable mm-hmm. and they're so sad. And I just yeah. think... Really? Everyone only cares about themselves, no one cares about what you look like, yeah. if you look attractive, bonus, if you don't look attractive, so yeah. what, you know, whatever, you, how you see yourself and how happy you are is literally the number one, yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I'm rocking a bun right now, yeah. happy in the bun, yeah. so what, <laughs> this is me, do you know, what? because if, if yeah. you, life, life is too short yeah. to be putting yourself down, for no reason. Mm-hmm. Like, if you've generally got an illness or something, bad has happened to you, and it's sad, and you yeah. just think, that's stuff to be sad about. It's exactly. like, bad's happening to your family. That's devastating. You thinking that you're ugly, or yeah. you thinking that you're not successful, or you putting yourself down and being your own worst enemy, yeah. that's all on you. Yeah. That is, you are ruining your own life for nothing. Exactly. Because you've got a good life, enjoy it, and just be happy. You yeah. Know? And just have shots, and just enjoy it.
0: Molly, that is excellent. (laughs) We have to wrap it up now, but it's been so much fun talking to you. I really enjoyed it. If people want to find out more about you and what you do and like, your awesome company oh, where you. can they find you they can find me on MollyMoodle.com. Okay. i'm on facebook
1: as molly moodle media we're on twitter at molly moodle uk um, and i'm on instagram molly moodle underscore ad molly moodle right on linkedin oh
0: i love it that's so good there's a lot of molly moodles in there, there's I'm so like. many yeah <laughs> that's super thank you so much thank you and hopefully we can sit down again sometime that'd be really good absolutely thank you